At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. Final hour of Sunday Bet Prep, the NFL preview show of Week 18. We're on the eve of the final Sunday of the regular season. Scott Kellen, a regular on this show, NFL handicapping specialist, joins us now. And follow him on Twitter at Sixth Sense NFL. Scott's a former Las Vegas contest champion, having a strong season. Scott, how are things shaping up for you going into uh, the final Sunday of the season in terms of uh, your profitability as a handicapper? Hey, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Uh, it's been good, Matt. It's uh, had the over in the Raider game today, so obviously that didn't work, but I think we're uh, 56.5% or so. So last uh, seven or eight weeks have been really, really good, and uh, hopefully we'll continue it through the, through the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, the first game of uh, Week 18 did not go so well for the Raiders or uh, anybody who bets the dog, who bet the dog or the over in that game. Raiders fall to the Chiefs 31-13. to The final game of NFL Week 18 is going to be at Lambeau Field on Sunday night, and that's the uh, Lions and the Packers. And we don't know if the Lions are going to be playing for a shot at the playoffs or not. Scott, right now the Packers five-point favorites. This number could go up by uh, kickoff depending on what happens in Seattle. Uh, are you looking to play the side or the total in Detroit Green Bay? No play for me on it right now, Matt. Um, I, I've, I've got some value on the Packers with my numbers, the way I look at the player ratings and whatnot, but i got a pretty good situation on Detroit uh, as long as they're a dog of three or more. So uh, that kind of just negates everything. I'm not going to play it. Uh, to your point, though, I think if Seattle wins, I, I could see this line going up to seven uh, you know, or somewhere in that neighborhood. If it went up to seven, you know, it's not going to happen soon enough, I guess, but I would consider it teasing the Packers down. But, you know, at that point, there's probably not going to be anything to tease because um, it's probably going to be after all the games, the late games have started. So, you know, I'm torn on this game. I'm a Packer fan, you know, obviously, and, you know, I bet on them against them. Um, but, you know, this game with Detroit, there's a little bit of a home road dichotomy from Detroit standpoint, obviously. Uh, you know, their red zone touchdown scoring percentage is outstanding at home. It's about 50% of the road, which isn't horrible, but, uh, you know, it's not like they play at home. But I think they're going to give the Packers a, a much bigger challenge than the Vikings gave uh, the Packers last week. It's a, it's a very, very good offensive line for Detroit, uh, where, you know, the Vikings didn't have that. The Vikings are a little bit one-dimensional. 
they're even more of a kind of a home road dichotomy as well. Um, so I think this is going to be a little challenging for the Packers. I mean, you can kind of talk about their defense giving up 19, 12, 20, and 17 points the last four games. But, you know, that came against a riddled uh, uh, Bear team with Justin Fields, who was hobbled, um, the Rams, who are nothing special, Tua, who actually kind of lit them up in the first half, and then, you know, you had three turnovers after the concussion in the second half. And then again, the Vikings, who, you know, are not the same team on the road. So um, I kind of got to see it to, to believe it in Green Bay. Um, I think they could win the game, but I don't think I want to lay that many points with them. Got the uh, Seahawks laying six to the Rams, Scott, and uh, Seattle snapped that skid last week with that nice 23-6 to win over the Jets. They can still make the playoffs with a win and a Green Bay loss, so there's some motivation there. Do you like Seattle on this one, or are you looking to take the points with the Rams? I like Seattle uh, really probably from a teaser standpoint. I actually did play them in a two-team money line with Jacksonville, which hopefully they can hold on, but you could tease them as well. Um, you know, teasing from six down to a pick is not – uh, quite as positive EV as, you know, when you're crossing through the three and the seven. So I'll just make that clear. But I've had a very good read on the Rams this year, and, and quite frankly, Seattle as well. And the Rams, you know, they scored 51 points in Denver a couple of weeks ago, but uh, it, it, that was just a clear sign of Denver just not even showing up for that game. Because that defense has played pretty well all year long. And to give up like eight, I think it was like 8.3 yards a pass or something, there's just no way Denver showed up in that game. So that's not the Rams' offense finding themselves. That was more of a case of Denver not really showing up. And in the games that Stafford has missed, the Rams have scored 17, 10, 23 against Seattle at home, uh, 17, 12, the 51, and then 10 last week. The median of about 17 points. And their four highest-scoring games without Stafford have all come at home. Their three lowest-scoring games have all come on the road without Stafford. And it makes sense because the Rams have a red zone touchdown scoring percentage of about 71% at home. It's actually been very good. Uh, and just 29% on the road. And that's all year. It, I don't know exactly what it is. I haven't checked it without Stafford, but it might even be lower. And now they're going to play a Seattle defense that's not good, but their red zone touchdown scoring percentage at home is only 42% compared to 80% on the road. So at home, they got that extra step against anemic offenses. They've done well. Uh, in terms of Seattle's defense. And the four teams that Seattle has faced that have been at home that have been in the bottom 11 of the league on offense, and I've got the Rams sitting at 28, they've allowed 16, 9, 13, and 6 points last week against the Jets. Average of 11 points a game. So I think they're going to be able to hold the Rams down. And the Rams' defense, with all their injuries, they've now allowed 24 or more points in six of their last eight games. So Seattle figures to be able to score some points here. I would think as well. Um, and then just the last thing on this, if you look at Stafford, uh, without Stafford for the Rams, their win-loss margins on the road have been minus 21, minus 12, minus 16, minus 7, which was the New Orleans game. He got hurt, you know, I think halfway through that game. And the Seahawks have played four games against teams with five wins or less this season, and they're 4-0 straight up in these games. So, I think, you know, using them in a teaser or if you had some sort of money line parlay uh, that's similar, I don't, there's no other really six point uh, lines out here for a money line parlay. But I think Seattle can win the game. I'm not, I do show value with the six, just not enough value to play it. So I think the teaser, getting him down to a pick em basically is a better way to play this one. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, I was looking at his career road pass, road passer rating, and it's not good. It's around 73 uh, in that neighborhood. So that kind of ties in with what you're saying. I actually used the Seahawks as part of a, a two-team six-point teaser. Uh, what another game? To, uh, another game that I wanted to talk about and bring up with you is that Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. And Matt and I have talked about this game quite a bit with Pittsburgh laying two and a half. <laughs> and instead of going to three, you see a lot of two and a half minus juice. It feels odd to see a team with something to play for, a couple of things to play for, talking about Pittsburgh against Cleveland, who has nothing to play for, only being a two and a half point home favorite. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm going to tease Cleveland up here. I teased Cleveland last week, and that worked out. And I, I just trust them. I heard you guys talking earlier. You know, the one thing that scares me about Cleveland a little bit, they've been pretty good at home when they get into the red zone scoring touchdowns, and they've been really bad on, on the road. That scares me a little bit, uh, and that's just, you know, another reason I'd, I'd like to get through the three and the seven. And here's just another thing. Um, just from a teaser standpoint, uh, you know, the whole long teasers, teasing through the three, teasing through the seven, and when you start doing that on low totals, and this is a, a low total, 
Um, so I looked, went back and looked back. Totals 42 in, or less and teasing up through the three and a seven. So you're getting seven and a half or more. I just did this quick. So my numbers not, might not be 100% correct. But this year alone, they're like 16 and one or 17 and two winning those teasers. And if you go back to 2015, when scoring changed a little bit because of the extra points being longer, uh, going into this year, those teasers, and we haven't had that many low-scoring games, you know, previous to this year, 13-3. So you add that up, it's about 29-4 and or, uh, you know, 30-3, and um, you know, and I, I may have made a slight mistake there. But the point being, low totals, teasing up through the three and the seven, uh, give you an, it just, you don't even have to know who's playing. That, that's just a, a right way to play those teasers. And I think Will Hill was talking about it earlier. Steelers have won five of the last six games, but two against Baltimore without Lamar. The Vegas, we know what happened there last second. They did beat Carolina pretty well in that game. Uh, Atlanta and Indianapolis. So they're not beating world beaters here. And Cleveland has come out and said, well, you know, you got to do it on the field, but they would like to do nothing more than beat Pittsburgh and obviously keep them out of the playoffs, which would be great for them. So I think we'll get Cleveland's effort. And I think teasing them up is the right way to play this game. All right, Scott Kellen, how about the Cowboys? Would you feel comfortable teasing the Cowboys down to minus one against the Commanders or not? Probably not, Matt. You know, I teased the Vikings earlier. Uh, now I'm a little worried about that. I still think uh, a backup Viking team might be better than what Chicago is going to put on the field, especially with Nathan Peterman. But so it's a, kind of the same situation with Dallas. Um, I know I heard Will Hill, I think, talking earlier. He said, you know, I don't know if there's a four-point difference without Wentz and versus the look-ahead line, but I think the other piece of this is Washington has got a lot of people that aren't playing this week because of injuries, uh, and so it just becomes a question, how hard is Dallas going to play? Because their chances aren't very good to, to really do anything other than, you know, end up with the, uh, the five spot in the playoffs. So at some point, if these teams are, you know, Philly and, and whatnot are way ahead, are they going to pull their guys? If, if if I knew I was going to get a full effort from Dallas, yes. You just don't know how long and how much of an effort you're going to get, and that's the part that worries me about the teaser. Uh, short of that, if I knew it, 100% I would tease that, 100%. But I probably won't unless we get some kind of confirmation, and I don't think we're going to get that. One thing I liked about playing this teaser, because I agree with everything you said, but I did tease Dallas down to one. Got a backup quarterback who knows a thing or two about playing in the NFL mm-hmm. now, and he's had really, really good success. And you've got a defense that's not like the fourth team he played that watched film on him because he was going to play for an injured Dak Prescott. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of film watching in, in, the, uh, in the locker room for the Washington Commanders going into this game about how we're going to stop this team when you got your second-string quarterback. He's played well, you know. And so, Scott, that was probably the deciding factor because I do agree with a lot of what you're saying. It just That was the final point for me was I'm going to tease Dallas down. we got a backup quarterback who if he has to come in and play a lot of this game, he knows what he's doing. You, you know what, Scott? Uh, I, I hadn't really thought about that, and I agree with you 100%. And <laughs> I may actually change my mind on this a little bit Uh-oh. because of what you just said there. <laughs> um, and, and really, because remember, you know, they've added T.Y. Hilton too, right? So they've right. got you know, a fair amount of receivers. Uh, so you're going to have still a, a quality receiver out there. And here's the other thing too. Um, you can only pull and sit so many times, right? Mm-hmm. You, you still have to feel the team, and so – um, I may look at that a little bit more because I think you're right. They're going to have a quality quarterback out there to back up as well. Hey, Scott Kellen, hold on. We're going to bring you back to talk about the uh, Patriots-Bills game. Also, a quick okay. recap of the Titans-Jaguars. We've got a champion in the AFC South when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, back here at the Circus Sportsbook VSIN studio, Scott Spreitzer, Matt Humans. We continue with the uh, NFL preview show for week 18. Scott Kellen. Joins us, NFL handicapper from Las Vegas at Six Cents NFL. Scott, it's been an emotional week for the Bills, and that's obvious. How do you expect them to come out and play against the Patriots on Sunday? And the Pats uh, need a win or losses by the Dolphins and the Steelers to sneak into the playoffs. Bills now up from seven to seven and a half point favorites. Yeah, I, and I was kind of waiting on this one and even Cincinnati's game because, to your point, Matt, uh, it's kind of hard to say how they're going to come out. But I think they're going to be in a pretty good spot now, knowing that uh, Hamlin is, is really, you know, he's getting better. They've gotten good news. It's kind of, a, you know, a lot of weight off their shoulders, and now they can go out and play. And, you know, I think I heard Boomer Sison or, si- or somebody earlier this week talking about, you know, they could almost make this a rallying cry now and, you know, kind of, hey, we can't wait to hand the Super Bowl to DeMar. Uh, you know, at the end of the year, the trophy and, and whatnot. And, you know, that could really motivate this team. So I think, I think they're going to play okay in this game. Uh, I would look uh, another game here that I would look to tease, get, come back through the seven and the three, uh, six point teaser, you know, you're, you're laying one and a half here. I, I just don't respect new England very much. And, you know, you look at new England when they played a good defense this year, 18 points against Cincinnati, 10 against Buffalo earlier in the year. I think Buffalo really controlled that game. They were up 24-7 in that game. Uh, 10 points against the Jets, 22 against the Jets. They haven't played a ton of good teams this year either. Um, And if they can't score more than 13, 17 points, I just don't think that's going to be enough. They've got injuries on defense. Um, I just think, you know, Buffalo, you can almost write them down for 21, 23 points at home. And I'm not sure the Patriots can get there. This offense is just not very good. The Buffalo defense is pretty good, and um, I, you know, I think teasing it down and really just asking Buffalo basically to win this game straight up is the way to go. And uh, I'm pretty confident that they can they can follow through and execute that. And I think they're going to play okay. Uh, I mean, there might be a few people that you know have a tough time taking the field and whatnot, but I think as a whole, this team will be pretty fired up, knowing that uh, Hamlin's in a, in a much better spot, and and I think they'll get to win and and cover the teaser. Yeah, I think I agree with everything you just said right there. All right, Scott Kellen at Six Cents NFL. Scott, appreciate the time tonight. Good luck this weekend. All right, you guys as well. Have a good weekend. All right, Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here. We continue. And, uh, Scott, we're going to look now at an all-time classic mm-hmm. quarterback matchup in South Beach. Two uh, guys going head-to-head who uh, are two of the greats in the game. Joe oh, Flacco yeah. and Skylar Thompson. Fireworks on South Beach in this one. Jets and Dolphins, we've had a flip of favorites this week. And uh, right now the Dolphins, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Skylar Thompson trying to ride the momentum of his uh, backdoor cover last week against the Patriots. And Flacco back in the saddle for the Jets in their quarterback carousel. How do you handicap this game? And should the Dolphins be laying three-and-a-half? 
if you're just patient, sometimes you get what you want, even even if you have to wait 18 weeks. And we get Flacco and Thompson. I mean, that's just awesome. It's classic. Uh, first time in years, Matt, that I think I'd rather back Flacco over an opposing quarterback. Uh, Thompson's supposed to start. Bridgewater's listed as questionable, so if he can play, if he had to play, I guess he could play. He's got that pinky injury. They signed Mike Glennon. That's your quarterback rotation for this game if you're the Dolphins and you're laying a field goal. Uh, as far as the Jets are concerned, horrible play calling by the offensive late, pathetic success rate on early downs and on and on. Uh, they really could use a new offensive coordinator next year. I mean, just to watch this team on first down was like watching the Tennessee Titans on Saturday night in their game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was just obvious play calling on early downs, and they put themselves in tough spots on third and seven and third and eight and downs of that nature. So I don't want any part of Skylar Thompson or Joe Flacco. <laughs> so I'm passing this game, but I would lean towards Joe Flacco if you made me bet this football game. Uh, the problem for me, and I thought early on that I might do that, then I kept thinking, man, this guy's got a slower 40 than I do, and mine's like 6'5", mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to be standing in that pocket, and the Dolphins can get after the quarterback. They got guys like Phillips and Ingram. They're going to bring it, and Joe Flacco can't get out of the way, and if he's not releasing that football to at least a semi-open receiver quickly, uh, they could be in trouble uh, with this defense. So for me, it's like I'm just going to pass. You know, sometimes you like to sit back and say, I'm going to pass this game. I just want to watch it. I might do that a little bit for entertainment purposes, but I guess I'm probably going to record it and, and just watch it just for a little bit just to maybe get a, I don't know, some good entertainment out of it to see how these two quarterbacks do. But uh, that was the deciding factor. It was going to be the Jets plus the points, and then I thought, nah, I can see Flacco getting knocked all over kingdom come by this sure. rush defense. Yeah, that's basically why I decided to pass too. Plus, if I bet Flacco and lost, I'd say, Am I an idiot or what? Because I said two years ago, I'm never betting on Joe Flacco again. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I just don't like to bet Flacco. But I think I would have to take the three and a half with the Jets, if anything, if forced to play this game. Uh, Skyler Thompson, somebody called him on our Friday night show. Someone called him the worst quarterback in the NFL. Hmm. Uh, worst starting quarterback this week in week 18. Do you agree with so that? Sure. I'm not a, so sure of that got either. A, got a guy playing in, uh, in the Midwest in Chicago who is going to fight him for that title. That's exactly what I said. Nathan <laughs> Peterman. How about Nathan Peterman? Remember his five-interception first half in 2017? I remember that. Uh, we'll talk about the Bears a little bit later. Scott, right now we've uh, got a champion to talk about in the AFC South. And it looked like the Titans were on track to win this game. They controlled it. They led most of the way. Joshua Dobbs, pretty solid performance. A quarterback for Tennessee, 20 for 29, 179 yards. One TD and one pick on a deep ball. He was sacked four times. And Scott, the key in the game, uh, in the fourth quarter, Dobbs was hit from behind. He couldn't see the pressure coming uh, from the right side of the uh, Jaguars' defensive line. He got hit from behind. The ball fluttered downfield about 15 yards. Josh Allen of the Jaguars scooped it up, raced 37 yards on a fumble return. TD, the Jaguars took the lead 20-16 to with 2.50 to go. And uh, Titans not able to uh, mount a drive. They got out near midfield, stalled. Jaguars ran out the clock, 20-16. to 16. But the key here, if you played the underdog or the under, you cash. Mm-hmm. I did play the Titans plus 6.5. Our producer, Dan Miller, played uh, Titans and under. So uh, he cashed his parlay. You knew it was not going to be easy. Sure. Uh, if, if you took the points with the Titans or how you bet this game, it was going to be a low-scoring grinder. Maybe a turnover would decide it. And, Scott, a turnover decided the game. It was well handicapped. I passed the game tonight. Uh, I would have I, – I wanted to take the Titans so bad. There was no way I was going to lay the points with Jacksonville. I, I just I just didn't want Joshua Dobbs plus the points, but an excellent handicap by yourself, by our producer, Dan Miller, as you mentioned. Um, and this is not on Joshua Dobbs at all. He no. played a, He played better. Uh, than I expected that he would. I thought he was put in a real tough spot over and over and over again where they would gain possession of the football and you would see hand the ball off off up the middle for a two-yard gain, hand the ball off again for a one-yard gain. Okay, let's throw one in the flat or a screen (laughs) and hope we can get seven or eight yards on third down. So you've got a young guy. You don't want to put him in a spot where he's going to make a lot of mistakes. You don't want him being the reason you lose. But then you make the life tough on him the whole game by, you know, by running the ball when the other team expects you to run the ball and by passing it when they expect you to pass the football. We were talking about it during the course of the game about, man, wouldn't it be great if he comes out you know, once or twice in the next couple of possessions and 
throws the ball on first and 10 on a play action, you can still throw a short pass. You can set up little, little dump-offs to Derrick Henry, an extended handoff, so to speak, but instead they decided they were going to keep doing the same thing over and over, and it led to their demise. But uh, again, nothing against Joshua Dobbs at all. I thought he played better than he was going to. And uh, just that's the breaks, man. And, and Jacksonville's defense made the play when they had to to be able to return that game-winning touchdown. Yeah, Dobbs also had 32 yards rushing. How about this for the uh, Titans? Derrick Henry, 30 carries, 109 yards. Yeah. Uh, Titans, 39 carries for 147 yards on the game on the ground. Pretty predictable offense. But what the Tennessee defense did well, Scott, they held Jacksonville to 19 rushing yards uh, on 14 carries and actually held the Jaguars – to a total of 222 wow. yards of offense tonight. You knew it was not going to be a shootout in Jacksonville, but the Tennessee defense and running game might be able to get them there. It turned out to be a sack and a fumble return uh, by the Jaguars that, that flipped this game. And, boy, the Titans, who started out the season so well, Scott, they had that one stretch where they were 7-1 and one straight up and 8-0 yeah. and oh against the spread. And uh, they end the season 7-10, and 10, and they lose – is it six in a row? Yeah, I just saw a graphic, an analytics graphic that said after week 11, the Tennessee Titans had seven a, straight losses. Seven straight. And a 94% chance to make the postseason after week wow. 11. And remember, the Jaguars were, what, four and eight? So they went five in a row. Um, just a tough way to go. But you just mentioned the Tennessee defense played so well throughout the course in the, of that game. You've got to change things up and let this kid throw the ball in first down at least a couple of times, soften up the defense, get them a little bit looser. They were all just playing and packing in against the run on first and 10 almost every possession. Pretty predictable what the Titans are going to do. They're going to have to figure something out at the quarterback position if they want to get to the next level because it's not going to work what they're doing offensively. And seven straight losses to end the season show that. And I thought Dobbs played pretty well, like you said, tonight for the Titans. All right, we'll talk more about Vikings-Bears. Also, Texans, Colts, we saved the best for last. <laughs> so stay tuned. Actually, some good betting angles to talk about <laughs> in those games when we come back. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, if you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. There's a lot that you get with that. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99. Become part of the sports betting network, vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here at the VSIN studio inside the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas on a Saturday night as we preview the final Sunday of the NFL regular season. Scott, we saved the best for the last. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about uh, Vikings, Bears, and Texans, Colts. Where do you want to start? I'm going to let you pick. I thought we'd talk about what you guys did after the show last week rather than those two games. I mean, <laughs> no uh, doubt. But, uh, I mean, did, what time did you get out of the out of here? Or did you stay here last week, New Year's Eve? I stayed here at Circa on New Year's oh, okay. Eve. Did the Smart show with move. Will Hill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were down at 9 p.m. Pacific time and then uh, hung around Circa all night okay. until actually at 9 p.m. Pacific is exactly when the – Ohio State-Georgia game was ending, and the oh, ball was right. dropping yeah. simultaneously. <laughs> and uh, uh, we were watching the end of the college football game there. I was eating uh, Wagyu beef, man. It was great. So I just, you know. But I, I was sitting there thinking if I had to do the show on New Year's Eve, I would have had to stay downtown. There oh, was yeah. no way to try to get out oh, of here. There's no doubt. Stay anyway. down, here, down here for sure. All right, so, so I guess we got to talk about the Texas and Colts. Is that what you're kind of saying? No, I was going to segue to uh, another Ohio State quarterback, Justin Fields. Oh, okay. Who's not going to be yeah. on the field okay. for the Bears in yeah. Week 18. You know, I didn't think the Bears should have played him in Week 17, and I was saying that in the studio here last week on the show. Why would you play Justin Fields? You just need to just lose out, get right. it over with, and you got a shot at the number one pick if the Texans screw up and lose one of their final two games. Yeah. Uh, the Bears played Fields last week, Scott. He took seven sacks. <laughs> they got pummeled 38-10, to 10, and now he's out with a hip injury. I don't know why he played last week. He's not playing this week, and Nathan Peterman is going to be the starter. Uh, Trevor Simeon's also on that quarterback depth chart, uh, but he's injured and can't play, so it's Peterman to get the start for the Bears against Kirk Cousins. Bears are seven-point dogs, total of 43. And uh, 
like you say, you hate totals, I hate totals. <laughs> I would have to look under the total first on this game. The only thing that would scare me away from that is Peterman. Pick sixes. Yeah, a couple of pick sixes <laughs> or a pick six, plus he turns the ball over inside his own 30, short field for the Vikings offense. Uh, Nathan Peterman, uh, wow, what's he thrown? 11 passes more than you and I have in the last three years combined. So a 74 for 141, 52.5% completion rate. And, of course, the three touchdowns and the 13 interceptions. 20 carries, and I put this down. I had to look and see how you – know, I, I knew he wasn't much of a runner, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to see what he did in his in his career in his short playing time when it came to running the football because in order for Chicago to do well offensively, you got to be able to – quarterback's got to be able to run the ball 15, 20 times a game and be the, uh, the primary ball carrier. Well, he's run 20 times in his career. <laughs> This team needs the quarterback who can run. I don't know that he's going to be able to do that. I don't think he will. I know the Vikings are fraudulent as far as where the record is, you know, compared to where their metrics say they should be. They look more like a 500 football team rather than a team uh, with a dozen wins or whatever they have now. But listen, Chicago's defense has given up almost 34 points per game over the last nine games. Combine that on defense with what Peterman's probably going to do on offense, and there was no way that I could jump in and bet the Bears. Mm. My, my thought was, I'm either going to lay it with the Vikings or at this point at six, tease it down to pick them with somebody else, which might not be a bad play. And as far as the total was concerned, I'm like, I can't see these two teams combining for more than 42 points, totals 42 and a half. This could be very well be a 30 to six type of game or a 27 to 13 type of game and not quite get there. And Peterman's going to need help if his team's going to score, right? I mean, he's got to have something like a defensive touchdown for the Bears to score, yeah, I think, right. for him to even reach more than 10 or 13 points in the contest. And, I, yeah, it, it just it's a messy game. I would lay it with the Vikings, obviously, if I had to bet this game at all or play the under. I think the Vikings, you know, teasing them down a little bit to pick them is not a bad idea. But, again, it's uh, just a messy game. It's, it's one of about six or seven games, Matt, where I just kind of wrote it off and said, do not play this game you know, by Wednesday this week. Bears have lost nine in a row, Scott. They were competitive in a lot of those games before they got blown out in Detroit last week. Uh, But I I can't make a case for Beck and Nathan Peterman and the Bears. It would have to be Vikings on a teaser, under the total. If you got to play the game, I think that's the way you got to play it. How about Vikings pick them to 48 and a half, under 48 and a half? I hate to tease totals. I <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it. Uh, it does. It does take you over a couple right. of of uh, key, key totals numbers, of like right. forty three and and forty four. But still, I get what you're saying. Bears, by the way, lost that game forty one to ten last week in Detroit. Lions did uh, add a field goal late in the game uh, to win that by thirty one points. Uh, we talked about the Lions in their finale against the Packers at Lambeau Field, also in the uh, NFC North. Let's switch to the uh, AFC South, and we got a champion crown. It's the Jaguars who hold off the Titans tonight, twenty to sixteen. Uh, can the Texans screw this up, Scott? <laughs> and Michael Lombardi had a counter argument to me this morning on the show. He says a Levy Smith needs to win this game. He's got no job security. The GM doesn't have job security. They need to go out and win. But nobody's mm-hmm. going to say, "Hey, we have to lose this game." And he's speaking as a former NFL GM. And, I, you know, that's a different perspective. Sure. I think a lot of people, including uh, me, when you handicap this game, think, hey, the Texans can't be dumb enough to screw this up and win and lose the number one draft pick because right. it's so much more valuable than the number two pick. And if you've come this far and you're 2-13-1, and one, why would you want to win one more game? And, by the way, the Colts might just be able to win the game on merit. They got the better defense. You would think that Sam Ellinger is playing for a job in the league. And uh, the Colts are at home laying less than a field goal. I don't love it by any stretch of the imagination because the Colts are a bad, bad football team right now. And I don't think that – I'm not sure if uh, Jeff Saturday can fire his guys up on Sunday to go out there and win. Uh, but you got to think that the uh, the Texans are in a no-win situation here. Yeah. Do they truly want Lovey Smith back as the head coach? Is another. Why'd you even hire Lovey Smith? Exactly. In the first place? You know, I mean, his day has come and gone as far as I'm concerned. The Colts, you're right. I think the Colts have the the more talented roster. I've never used this phrase or this term or whatever you want to call it before in handicapping. Not the part about the more talented roster, but I follow that with the organiz- organizational structure is so bad right. with Indianapolis that it makes it tough to plunk your money down on this team, and you're laying less than a field goal, so you figure if they can just win the football game, you're likely to cover. But that organizational structure is so bad 
that it's reached the sideline with hiring of Jeff Saturday as your interim coach, a guy who had never coached before. They're 30th in yards per drive. They're 32nd in points per drive when you're talking about Indy. But you do have Houston, if it matters to anybody on that field, uh, playing for the number one pick if they lose this football game. Since the first half of the Vikings game, where Indianapolis put up that 33-0 lead, the Colts have been outscored 97-16 to over the last 10 quarters, plus most of a 10-minute overtime period against Minnesota. I don't want to bet this team, but if you made me do it, and I can see reasons why you'd be on the Colts minus 2.5, I look and I see Sam Ellinger is going to be quarterbacking. I get a little bit nervous, but again, Titans came back to earth last week after playing a couple of really close games, mm-hmm. like three in a row. I don't know that they get that back, but I just keep seeing the Colts out there. They're leading, you know, uh, 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and Saturday does something stupid, or Ellinger throws a pick when he shouldn't be throwing the football, and it just scares the crap out of me to let Houston get back in the game. So I decided to pass. If I had to play it, I'd lay the points with the Colts. You could also look under the total. This is another sure. game where you're probably not going to see a lot of offense, and uh, you could see some really low-scoring games here in Week 18 with some of these teams with absolutely nothing to play for. And uh, besides, they have anemic offenses anyway. Talking about the Texans and the Colts. The Colts have dropped six in a row, and they have the worst point differential in the league, Scott, at minus 137. That's how bad the Colts have been. Uh, they're 4-11-1, and, and uh, these teams have not met since week one when they tied in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> 81 of those points in that point differential, by the way, in those last 10 quarters. Yeah. That's how bad it's right. been since Jeff Saturday took over. Do you think, uh, is it an overreaction as a handicapper to say, hey, the Texans got to lose this game because you, you've got to hold on to that number one draft pick? Um, or do you think what Michael Lombardi said has more merit that, hey, the GM and the coach are going to try to win this game because they have no job security? Gosh, I think the coaches want to win the football game. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of players who – tend to want to win football games or at least come out and put up a good individual performance, which if they're all thinking that way, then maybe they have a good game as a team. Uh, I don't think as an individual player, especially if you're playing for a contract, you can't go out there thinking about, this is one of those spots. I don't blame anybody for going out there and thinking about me instead of the team. Mm -hmm. You got to come out there and play well. You got to make sure that you get the most out of your next contract. And if you're in that situation, and I didn't see which starters, which key players are in that spot, I don't think you just can come out there thinking, boy, I hope we get that number one pick next year. Yeah. You know, So it's that mindset to get on the field that's different than those of us who are sitting on our couches watching the games. All right, that's Scott Sprites. We're going to talk about his best bets, wrap up the show, my best bets, and uh, a couple of teasers that we would recommend that you play in the NFL Week 18. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back here at the Circus Sportsbook in a couple minutes on uh, the Sunday Bet Prep Show. It's Visa and the Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're right in the middle of the winter sports schedule, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts, whether you're a football, hockey, or hoops better, Bet Rivers. As you cover, join every week for new promotions like the Hockey First Goal Insurance. That's Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance. Sunday Football Parlay Insurance and a lot more. Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Visit BetRivers.com. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here. Sunday Bet Prep Show, VSIN Studio and the Circus Sportsbook. If you haven't been here and you're listening on uh, one of our many radio affiliates across the country, you've got to get to the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, the biggest sports book in the world, Scott, and it's a great place to catch uh, college hoops games in March or uh, the NFL playoffs here in uh, January as we head towards the Super Bowl. It's amazing. I walked in tonight about 5.40 Pacific time, 20 minutes before the show starts, and I'm walking through the book. Place is packed. You've still got vendors selling beer walking up and down the aisles of the sports book. <laughs> There's one NFL game on. That's it. Other than that, a bunch of college basketball and stuff like that. And yet it's still packed. I mean, and I, I've been to the Circa a couple of times before I started doing the show in early September. And I usually came down after games or final or whatever. Never really uh, took part in being here for a full college football or NFL day. And man, I, what was I thinking? I mean, it's the best place <laughs> in town. You know, you don't have to get up and, and you, can order, you can get your drink with the guys walking up and down the aisle selling it that way. So uh, it's the place to be. And every time I do, I talk to somebody now who comes out here from the Midwest where I'm from and they're like, what books, what books, plural, should I go to? And I go, there's one. <laughs> I tell them, just go to the Circa, and you'll never want to go anywhere else. So it's, it's pretty cool what's happened here. Yeah, I get that question a lot, too. Where should I watch games? There's several great sports books around town, but if you haven't been to Circa, I, this is ranked number one. Absolutely. And check out Stadium Swim, because that's <laughs> unlike anything you've ever seen. I'm not even sure you've been out to Stadium Swim yet. Have I've you? not. i I, I got to drop a few LBs, man. I can't do that to <laughs> folks, man. Listen, I'm not as wide as I look on this, as you know, as far as my skin tone and <laughs> real person. But, but I, yeah, a few more lbs, man. I'm Can you believe that I'm 56 and I'm still vain? Nah, yeah, <laughs> just wear a t-shirt out there, Scott. Don't worry about it. Go. Who cares? You're Black t-shirt. One of your close friends, to- Tony George, told me he thought you've never looked better than you do now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got get- something I want to say. <laughs> let's get to your best bets and. Uh, Talk about the sides you played or you plan on playing because uh, you might you might hold off on that Giants side until tomorrow to see if you get 17. And also uh, the teasers that you plan to play on Sunday. Yeah, the Giants side came up on the graphic there, but it's only a play if it gets to 17. Uh, the, the top two sides that I have, well, the top side, and there's really only one for me that rates so-called top side, which would be the Steelers, ignoring the fact that they're only like two and a half, as we spoke about quite a bit earlier in the show. Uh, I, I just think it's, again, I'll just repeat it real quick. It's just a very tough spot, I think, for Cleveland outside of the rivalry factor to be motivated for this football game. Deshaun Watson is going to come out and he's going to want to play well, but you know his best game basically was a couple of weeks ago that he follows it up when you think maybe he's coming around and he goes 9 for 18 and he throws for buck 55. Uh, 56% passer since he's come back, 5 to 3 touchdowns to interceptions. And again, uh, Mike Tomlin is just one of those very few coaches. You know me, I don't like to get involved in all the emotional stuff when it comes to handicapping in any sport. But Mike Tomlin, I, I firmly believe, does not want to finally have his first losing season. Mm-hmm. And I think there, I think he brings that motivation, and the players want to play for him. Everybody who plays for Mike Tomlin loves Mike Tomlin. You've never heard anybody saying, boy, I, I just want to get away from Pittsburgh. I can't handle the way, you know, difference in philosophy on how plays are being called. You never hear that out of Mike Tomlin players. So... T.J. Watt, I think he'll be too tough on defense and lead what's been a very good defense, and he's been back since he's been back and healthy. 
And uh, I think Pittsburgh goes on to win that football game. And I got to tell you, out of all the sides on Sunday, you know, and there's not a lot that I'm playing, only a couple, that would be the best. And, you know, if they don't get there, they don't get there. But I got to take my shot in this spot with Pittsburgh. You've been a professional handicapper for how many years now? Oh, gosh. Uh, started the Stardust line, if you want to count that, in 1991. I was 24. And then that lasted five years. But I started doing this on a national basis, 1995. End of 95. So football season, 95. That's That's been quite a few years. That's 27 and a half years, basically. Okay. You mentioned something tonight at the start of the show that uh, uh, kind of made me laugh because I was thinking about the same thing when I first moved to Vegas. And I, I was betting football before I moved out of here. But it, it just kind of – it's a lesson you kind of learn is uh, when you're bet, betting the NFL, there's a time early in uh, your life, I guess, you, you look at a two-and-a-half-point home favorite and you're like, yeah, that's a bargain. Exactly. I'm going to lay the two-and-a-half. <laughs> uh, all they got to do is win by a field goal. Now I look at a two-and-a-half-point home favorite like the Steelers, and I say, oh, boy, I don't know. I know I shouldn't do this. I should not do this. But in this case, with Mike Tomlin, I'm going to make an exception. Exactly. Because I think I, I believe in him as a coach. This team's won five of the last six. The defense has allowed 14.5 points per game, I think, or 14.7 over the last six games with T.J. Watt on the field. And I have not seen anything from the Browns that tells me I can make a convincing case for taking the points. I understand why there are guys yeah. out there giving out the Browns play, but I so think if you're going to play the Browns, the better play is on the teaser at plus eight and a half. I would do that. I'm sticking with the Steelers here. I'm weighing the two and a half. I think That's Kellen and Will Hill friends. are both talking about this being a good teaser play on Cleveland, and I got no problem with that at all, Right, teasing them up to eight and a half. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I, I can remember making some real boneheaded bets over the course of my early time, you know, 1991, 92, when I was in my early to mid-20s and doing this kind of stuff and, and making dumb plays. And I remember telling people, like, you know, here's the thing. This is the funny part that you'll like. I'll be talking to Al McMorty because we're partners in the contests. And we'll be talking throughout the last few years, we'll be talking about a game. And it'd be like, okay, well, Dallas is lane three to Philadelphia. I like <laughs> Dallas at three. If it gets to two and a half, I'll probably knock him off my card. You know, just for those reasons, you uh -huh. know, a home team is all of a sudden two yep. and a half. Trust, I mean, the best bet I ever made in my life was when I lost more money than I should have bet when I was 23, 24 years old. It was a college basketball game. And if you recall, Matt, it used to be at the Stardust where you had the opening lines about 8 a.m. And people would pile up there and there'd be lines. 8 o'clock on a Tuesday, or a Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, waiting to get that bet. Yeah. It was kind of an off-the-beat game, I remember, and walking up there and, again, betting more than I should have as a 23-, 24-year-old guy. It just, oh, yeah, my team's only laying two here, and I'm going to win this. Oh, they're going to win by 15. They never had a lead. It was one of those kind of deals. <laughs> and so I learned a lot in those early years, and folks can really learn a lot from mistakes more than they can from getting fortunate wins. All right, so uh, you're going to play the Steelers as a side, and uh, no, the yep. Giants, if it hits 17. And I'm on the same page with that. I've, I like the Giants here, but if that number right now is 16, I'll wait to see if it gets to 17. That's not going to be a big play for me, but it sure. would be a play if it does get to 17 because I think the Eagles, when they get a big lead, you got to pull Jalen Hurts and some of those guys out of the game. Right. And also, you might want to consider the second half under in that game if the Eagles do have a big lead at halftime. Sure. Uh, also, Brown, how about Brown Steelers under the total of 40 and a half, Scott? I kind of like that, too. I, I have a tough time thinking that if Pittsburgh does win and cover this game, there's going to be more than mid-30s as far as the final score, right. uh, the combined final score. So I, I lean towards the under also. Didn't play it, but I could see good reasons why you could play it. Panthers plus three and a half. I think the, like the Carolina team's playing for Steve Wilkes to get that full-time job. And I also just don't believe in what the Saints are doing here late in the yeah. season. I was surprised to see the hook on the three with the Panthers, but I'll take it. And I lay it with the Colts, and I might regret this, but I just don't think the Texans can be dumb enough to win this game. <laughs> you would hope not. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing, man? You got to go out and you got to get that top player. There's The talent level might not be as deep as the Colts, but it's not horrible, the talent level with Houston. You go out there and you get a, you get a number one pick, and like you said, there's a huge difference between number one and number two. You go out there and you get that number one pick with a team that has some decent talent, and you might have something in two years. So we'll see if they're dumb enough to win. All right, let's talk about teasers that you prefer, and I prefer you're playing the Seahawks and Cowboys, right? Right. Seahawks to Cowboys, I like that teaser. Seahawks are pick them. Cowboys are minus one in that teaser. And I've kind of been thinking about, you know what, i gotta, I got to find somebody to tease with the Bills, and it might be the Vikings down to a pick. And uh, so I might end up pulling the trigger on that tonight or tomorrow morning uh, before the games kick off where I do tease Buffalo down. I think they win that game. I think they cover the spread, by the way, Matt, mm -hmm. seven and a half. 
Uh, but I don't know that I want to have to win by 10 or more, basically, which is what the line says. So, yeah, tease them down to one and a half and tease the Vikings down to pick them. Seems like a pretty decent two-teamer. Yeah, I'm teasing the Bills down as well. I think that's my favorite teaser game on the card. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. And uh, there are a number of teams I'm thinking about pairing with the Bills. Scott, I might even, I might even tease the Texans up to uh, plus eight and a half or so, just on insurance on that Colts bet, because if the Colts yeah. win that game, weighing two and a half. Yeah, well, they can win by three, four, six. I don't think it's going to be by a big margin. No. So thinking about that as well. And to wrap it up, Monday night, you like uh, the Georgia Bulldogs playing 12 in the uh, title game against TCU. Yeah, just going to keep continue to to trust the uh, the power ratings. And I didn't play as many games this bowl season as normal because of the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. Remember when Christian McCaffrey sat out? It was like huge news. Now every team has like three guys, you know, sitting out. So I didn't play as many. I think I played eight bowl games this will be my ninth and uh but i do i, I think that, you know i made the line 15 it's 12 12 and a half there are a couple 13s lean towards georgia with a small play there all right thanks to our guest tonight Dwayne colucci how about will hill and scott kellen to wrap it up here on the sunday bet prep show that's scott spritzer matt humans here on v the sports betting network have a winning weekend and a winning nfl week 18. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.